Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. We certainly hope this finds you well and serving a great and wonderful God. And and uh, I'll tell you, Kevin, I am just so honored. I know you are as well to have these wonderful people tuning in and, you know, tuning in to radio stations and finding us other ways, other ways on the Internet and loving us and caring for us. I'm just moved by that, brother. Yeah, it truly is an honor. I had someone today text me and said that they tuned in. Uh, to the podcast yeah. and it was uh, and I just wrote back I said I am so honored that's exactly what I said I am so honored and I want you to know this folks I've made a decision that when we hit 4,000 people a day I'm going to sing a song and uh, I don't know if I'm going to do it publicly on the radio but I'm going to sing a song I, and uh, I don't want you to get too wound up this isn't one of those I, I knew a pastor one time that said you know if we go over 300 people I'm going to preach from up on the roof and he fell off so I don't do stupid stuff like that I'm kind of glad he fell off he lived but he, you know anybody who gets up on the roof to get people to come to his church needs to get right with God but anyway brother oh uh, you know, I'm just glad we get to serve God this way. And I know we're moving forward with funny missionary stories. And it's your turn, brother. Do you got one queued up for us? Yeah, I think so. So um, <clears throat> I, um, we, we've done a lot over the years. You know, we've stopped and planted churches where we, had lived, where we lived in apartments or, or, uh, or houses. But really, uh, there's been about 15 years on the road. And, um, you know, all put together. And so as we would travel the country and uh, been in 48 states, I guess, um, we would always come to this need called dumping. And my kids and I, you know, we used to love reading books called Great Great Sea Disasters or Great Naval Disasters, um, Great Shipping Disasters, whatever, Great Natural Disasters. But we want to write one called Great Dumping Disasters because we have had some doozies. One of the ones that came to mind is we were in Ocala, Florida, near, uh, I think, Bellevue, Florida. And we uh, were the church that put us up. Um, said, go ahead and park at um, this deputy sheriff's house. And I remember his name, remember his last name, I'm not going to share it, but uh, just a neat guy. And he might've been the sheriff, uh, uh, might've been the deputy sheriff, but but this uh, dear dear man put us up there. We were right by a canal and he said, stay away from the canal because there's alligators in it. And uh, there's, there's uh, this doesn't figure prominently into the, the disaster, thank God. But he said a pond very nearby, a woman was boating in the pond, fell overboard, and the alligator, a 12-foot alligator ate her or killed her. Wow. I said, we don't, we don't need to go there. We'll avoid the canal out, out behind the motorhome. But there we were. It was 1993, and um, it came time for us to go. And... Uh, I got set up to, to dump, hooked up the dumping hose and whatnot. And this was the day before, you know, rhino hoses, which are about three times the thickness of those old vinyl hoses. So it's just, they're little, 
a little more squirrely to deal with. And so I'm out there dumping and I'm always glad to be alone with my, you know, my teenage son or whatever while I'm dumping, you know, just get it done and have no one visit us. Well, the deputy sheriff came up at the beginning and he said, Hey, can I help you? I said, no, I said, I think we got this. He said, well, what are you doing? I said, yeah, I'm dumping. I said, it's going to go down here. And, uh, and like we talked about yesterday, he thought he knew better and, uh, and he was my host. So I graciously allowed him to, uh, kick in some ideas. And he said, well, you're going downhill and then you're going a little bit uphill into the, uh, sewer outlet, the sewer clean out, uh, the inlet of the sewer. And, uh, he said, I'm going to bring some planks. We brought some planks and attempted to build MacGyver style, a ramp. And so he lined everything up. He said, this will work beautiful. It's all downhill. There's no uphill. You'll have a clean, full evacuation of the contents. I was like, well, brother, we'll see. And I pulled that thing. And it was not like that that movie, you know, Christmas RV or whatever. It, it, it didn't cause uh, that. But what happened, it started to snake and come off of planks. Oh. <laughs> when I say started to snake, it became, it became a pile of spaghetti. And, um, so he came over, he said, here, let me, let, let me you know, square it away. So he, it's his idea. He wants to save face. So he picks it, he's picking up the hose oh. in both hands. And now it's become a roller coaster. And he's saying, I'm going to try to slip it onto the, to the planks. And, and it was just, a, it was a mixture of a spaghetti and a roller coaster and it's leaking all over him. It came out of the ground cause he's oh. pulling on it and it was, it sprayed him. It oh. was not good. And I just said, <laughs> wipe a smile off my face. And I said, man, I really appreciate your idea. I appreciate your help. And, uh, you know, sorry for the paint job we did on you there with our, uh, sprayer, but, uh, you know, it'll clean up, give it a couple of days, but it was, <laughs> it was a disaster. <laughs> and, oh, uh, man. I, 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 That's I a stinky situation since, right there. Yeah. yeah. I, I learned to tell the host, you know what, we're going to dump, why don't you stay away and, uh, we'll talk to you on the way, you know, as we drive out the driveway or something, give me a call. Yeah, I've, you know, I've been in a couple campers that church put me up. I was in one where the water exploded under the sink, so we had to shut off the whole camper. And brother, I had like two nights left, and then that was an ugly situation. So I was walking to the host with five-gallon buckets, and brother, it was uglier than you can imagine. So I can understand that. 15 years of that, nah, that's some pretty crazy stuff. But we're going through these. Thank you for sharing. It's pretty funny, too. I can think about this sheriff, man. I, I'm glad you didn't share his name. <laughs> I can, you know, Dirty Jobs comes to mind. I'm thinking about Mike Rowe out there on Dirty Jobs. And, uh, you know, as we go, he was in a sewer one time, rats were, he was in, uh, he was in a river in Pensacola, Florida the other day. And they, you know, they fence it off and they're, they're wrapping, they're putting concrete around these wood things that are holding up these old bridges. And, uh, they, they, fenced it off and said, we think we got all the alligators. And anyway, this guy had this electronic alligator brother. And so you got micro wow. over there and he takes this electronic alligator. He's, he doesn't, so there's one guy who regularly does this and Mike Rowe out there trying to do this and the alligator went swimming. Your story reminded me of this up to Mike Rowe and brother, both these guys threw everything and started screaming. 
So anyway, I can imagine that pandemonium broke loose with that sheriff too. You guys are like, we're so sorry. And then you probably get it. Yeah, you must have got into the trailer and broke a gut. Oh, you know it. I mean, you all must have been laying on the floor in there. And you you never look at the guy quite the same way after that. And I want you to know I stayed in that guy's home. and uh, But what a blessing he was in his home there. He was a good guy. I can see him being that kind of guy. I drove around with him. I did a ride-by with the guy or something like that back in 2005. If it's the same guy, I'll tell you about the church offline so we don't bring anything outline. Uh, But we're talking about this next. We've been talking about the attributes, you know, the characteristics that are beyond this world. They're wonderful. Their wonders, they're beyond anything we can. And we're, we're just going to cover four. I, I was telling Kevin that in the seminary, I decided to do everything that had omni, which stands for all, you know, all powerful, all knowing, all present. And this last one I want to do, I only want to do four because we could do a hundred and something. It's ugly. I did pages and pages of this for a report in the seminary, but omni benevolent and it's all good. God is nothing but goodness. He's all goodness. So we serve a God that can only be good. He's all good. And there's no bad in him. Always only good. That's our God. That's the God we serve. He's always great. And, uh, uh, you know, and Jesus says unto him, why callest thou me good? There is none good but one. That is God. Uh, the Lord is good, strong, holding a day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trusting him. We serve every good gift. Every perfect gift is from above because he's a benevolent, great, goodness-filled God. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. He is good, for his mercy endureth forever. So, Kevin, we serve this God that's all good. His goodness is beyond the wonders that we can understand. His goodness is when we mock him, betray him, turn our backs on him, uh, do the sin against him on a daily basis when we do all these things he still loves us he's still good to us kevin he's only good what are you thinking only only always good yeah you know uh when the facts are all in about our lives we're going to find out that god was good and um you know god's right and he's good and most of our problems in life or or most of my problems are me trying to convince the world I'm right or I'm I'm better I, I do good I'm I'm better than someone else and the fact is that uh, <clears throat> you know most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness but a faithful man who can find we have a faithful God we have a good God only always good and uh, you know I'm so uh, amazed that when we go through the deepest darkest times of yeah. life he he really is working things for our good and the the worst times of life the worst um, phases of the christian life are when we doubt the goodness of god we don't understand that god we doubt we have our doubts that god really knew what he was doing um, I'm thinking of people that are deconstructing their faith they're going back and they're beginning to reevaluate whether God was good to put in his word things about oh everything from the order of the home maybe the maybe the um, maybe maybe the feminist movement really was a way to correct the Bible you know and I'm not talking about a way to correct narcissistic people I'm not talking about that that nurse narciss- that men are not being gentlemen all, all the time that, you know, they're, I mean, I'm not saying that men are always gentlemen. The fact is that there, there's 
there's problems all over the place. But the worst thing to do is to doubt God's goodness and go back and reevaluate and say, I'm going to take a second look at what I've always believed that a good God did. And uh, Brother Doug, I'm just so glad that God really is going to turn out to be way Way, way gooder than we imagined. Yeah, with that, folks, we're going to run and go ahead and let these radio stations do what they have to do. Thanks so much for being so gracious and being with us today. And what a thing it is when we look at God and know what God does in our life. You know, Kevin was talking about the goodness of God and how us as men and women can get in the way of that. And we're all a bunch of sinners. We're like filthy rags, the Bible tells us. But I remember that hymn, Oh Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds thy hands have made. I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe displayed. Then sings my soul, praise God. I, My soul, I'm thankful I serve a God that can make my soul sing, and he does it all the time. The wonders of our God are beyond anything I can believe, beyond anything I can imagine, that God lets us be part of these wonderful things. And, you know, I was sitting here looking at the Bible a minute ago, and we find ourselves in verse number 20. We continue on here in, in uh, uh, Proverbs number 30 and looking at, you know, we should put on our big boy and our big girl pants and we need to stand up to the plate and serve God in a righteous and a holy way, in a way that brings honor and glory to God. Such is the way of an adulterous woman, the Bible tells us. She eateth and wipeth her mouth and saith, I have done no wickedness. And I think that verse is aptly speaking to both men and women. And you know, there's those who are involved in adultery, those who are outside God's will for marriage, those who are outside of God's will for that one person physical relationship. God God has, uh, he's made us to have a one person physical relationship in our life. And, you know, it's committing adultery, even if we think of having a, a relationship with somebody who's not our spouse. It's a, it's outside the will of God. If we think about an old girlfriend or boyfriend, it's outside the will of God. And, and our God, you know, our God is telling us that the, uh, this is great wisdom for a young man and women, woman, but I want you to know this is great wisdom for us. It's a, it's unnatural to be the type of person that's committing adultery in our mind, committing adultery with our bodies, committing adultery uh, with our speech and doing those things, then just wiping our mouth and thinking nothing of it, Kevin. And our God must look down at us as wonderful God who's filled of wonders, who's filled with grace, who's filled of all these wonderful things. He must look down and say, what's wrong with you folks? I, I, I instituted this thing called marriage. It's between a husband and wife. And God knows that some of us mess up. God knows that, you know, we're sinners and God knows that, you know, there's two people in a relationship and sometimes people bail out of marriage and sometimes we wake up in that unenviable position where, you know, someone's left somebody or just can't work or whatever the case may be. And, 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 you know, God looks at us and just says, stop everything. Get this right this time. Find somebody who's pretty wonderful and live by my rules. That's the God we serve. He's filled with wonder, Kevin. You read this verse, and we think about society today, and there's so many that are just going on like nothing's happening at all, yet they're sinning against a great God. Mm. Yeah, we have, 
we have a great God. And, and you were just talking before the break about the goodness of God. If God really is omni uh, uh, benevolent, in other words, he's all good all the time, then marriage that he instituted, though we sometimes scratch our head and say, is this really the best way to do it? Uh, not long ago, someone was just remarking offhandedly to me, like, you know, some of the people that sleep around seem to be, you know, seem to be doing better than these people that commit to a one, you know, monogamous relationship for life, one man, one woman for life. And, um, and it's easy to doubt the goodness of God who put together marriage, but we need to realize that God's goodness is marriage can work, but it needs to be worked at. Um, you know, the, the verse that you're sharing, brother, is uh, such is the way of an adulterous woman. Well, what is such? The verse that we covered last yesterday was uh, the way of an eagle in the air. You know, these wonderful things, you know, an eagle says, I want to go up in the air. So it finds a way to ride thermals. The serpent says, I'm going to cross the rock. So it finds a way to use the scales on its belly. Um, the, the ship says, I want to cross an ocean with headwinds. Uh, so it finds a way to tack. And the man with the maid, he says, I love this woman. I want to find a way to win her hand in marriage or win you know, win her over. And so that is carried over. Such is the way also of an adulterous woman. What's that mean? It's talking about, you know, a, 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 an adulterous woman says, I want this man. Uh, you know, it says in another place in Proverbs, uh, the adulteress will hunt for the precious life. In other words, I want this guy. He seems really a catch. And it doesn't matter if he's the preacher man. It doesn't matter if he's, you know, already married, fully, fully uh, devoted to someone else. One, you know, he's a, a, a one woman guy and he has eyes only for his wife. That makes her the more determined to to follow this course, to 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 get where she wants to go, to to get there. And we need to recognize, like you said, Doug, that. Um, when we are when we are confronted with a temptation for an adulterous woman, she may very well have, and it could be a a, a woman. I'm excuse me, a man targeting a woman. Um, a woman should also look at that man that wants to defile her, and say, you know what? He may stop at nothing. They may have something up their sleeve. I'm not prepared for, and that's why the Bible says flee fornication. In other words, don't try to reason your way out of it. Don't acclimate yourself to this situation at meeting this woman at the water cooler every day because you're getting a kind of a, a buzz out of it. You know, it's tickling you. Don't, don't do that because she may have targeted you. He may have targeted you. There's something about this where, um, you need to realize you, you may have two separate rule books. And that's why the scripture says, she eateth, wipe it of the mouth, say that I've done no wickedness. If she gets you, she's going to wipe her mouth. She's going to say, I'm, hey, you know, I won. You're going to say I lost because you have violated the most precious thing that, that God gave you. And that's your purity. Yeah. And, yeah. and like you said, if we do that, then we've got to come back and say, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to see this as what it is. It's, it's someone that's got an adulterous way. It says many strong men have been, ca um, cast down by her. I think it says in Proverbs earlier. Yeah. Many strong men have been wounded. People get hurt all the time by, by, by someone that's got an agenda, they have targeted you and God will, I mean, God, excuse me, Satan will, 
will uh, target someone uh, through the eyes of, a, of of someone of the opposite sex. And and you know the Bible says he deviseth against the just. So. Um, he'll do that sometimes through someone else. And I'm not yeah. trying to be real deep brother, but you know, no, just I to think, kind of I, recognize. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, I think there's something important we need to recognize here too. I think it's real important. Uh, sadly, I, I came out of the world into marriage. I had been that, yeah. you know, I was a soldier. I was young. I was the things the world looked for in in uh, young people in relationships you know and uh, and i'm here to tell you there is nothing on this earth that compares to a loving relationship ordained by god for yeah. god to bring honor and glory to god we've got to understand friends if we're in a marriage to contend for that marriage if something's happening that one's going get another one contend for it fight for it boy when you have a good god honor in marriage when when there's a husband and wife wife and husband that are for each other, living together, loving each other, worried about the other's needs more than their own and putting, you know, cooking at 90 years old and, and, and those kinds of things, man, there's nothing better on this earth. And folks, I want you to know, and we remember over in first Corinthians, and I know I'm going against, I always go against the time now concerning the things whereof ye wrote unto me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman, nevertheless, to avoid fornication, to avoid touching, to avoid adultery, to avoid those things. Let every man have his own wife and let every woman have her own husband. Let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence, goodness, graciousness, love, and bring an honor to God. And likewise, also the wife unto the husband. The wife have not the power over the body, but the husband. Likewise, the husband not have the power over his own body, but the wife. Friends, you can see that marriage is ordained of God. It's, it's put together to make two people one, to bring glory and honor to God. And uh, if you don't have it, work for it, contend for it, fight for it. If you've been messed up and you're, you're in a place, hey, <laughs> Put that behind you, give it to God, and move out smartly and serve God. And don't make a mistake again, but it's easy to do. And, and we talked, we came into this, we were talking about God's goodness. And, uh, and we were talking about his benevolence and how wonderful he is. And, uh, and, and this week we've spent the entire week talking about his wonder and wonderfulness. And, oh, Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the world thy hands have made, I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder. I was sitting here last night. It was lightning in January in South Carolina at midnight last night. And the rolling thunder and all that rain and thy power throughout the universe Folks, the bottom line on this song, and I know it's not the Bible, but we could find verses to prove this. When you're right with God, when you're serving God, when you have that other one who's serving God, who's right with God, your soul sings. That's what it's all about, friends. If you're not married, find that person that makes your soul sing. If you are married, get right with that person and make your soul sing. We sure do love you guys. We, we, if there's anything we can do for you, make sure you look for me at Doug at WoundedSpirits.com, Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. Listen, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, get that right. In just a minute, Eric's going to tell you everything you need to know to be saved. We hope you have a great day. And hey, with that smile that only God can give you today. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.